kill anything. What the hell are you? You just gotta know how to do it. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. I'm Sergio. And I know last week we promised we'd be doing Frankenstein this week, but we decided, or you know, we're spontaneous and we love adventures, so we decided to do Frankenstein next week and Leprechaun this week. So I was that's with what's happening. I was with you up until you said that we we like adventures, and now I'm just like Look, about to mutiny. I'm just trying to fill out our our show's Bumble profile. Okay. Um, so I've yeah. never been on Bumble. Is it good? I've never been on it. Why are you asking me? I'm, I'm just putting that out into the ether. Is it like Tinder? What is the functionality of it? Is I'm it assuming the one where it the vibrates. Choose? I don't know. Okay, who knows? Um, <laughs> I just think it's a funny word. Anyway, before we talk about Leprechaun, Bumble. let's do a 10-word review of a movie we watched in the past week. All right, and that movie is Shazam. Shazam. Starring who, Brennan? Zachary Levi. And who else? Adrian Brody. Mark Strong. Adrian Brody. I like no, Adrian what? Brody. Okay, so he's not in the movie, though. You're talking about Adam Brody? Adam Brody. Whatever. They're very different people. They have the same name. Um, or very similar sounding names. Sure. Okay, so, okay. Shazam. Goofy, lovable, and quite comical, Shazam proves DC Comics have potential. Ooh. And my review is, I wish there was a magic word to fix pacing. Which... Look, the, the the context of my review is that I did really like the movie, but if I ever choose to rewatch it and I've kind of made a vow, or I've, I've kind of found that I shouldn't rewatch any superhero movies, like I'm good on a, a one and done basis with them, but should I ever choose to rewatch it, I will skip like the first 35 minutes, <laughs> um, but I liked it. It was fun. Okay. That's fair. I dug it too. Great. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about Leprechaun. Um, here is the plot of Leprechaun. Dan O'Grady, Shay Duffin, steals 100 gold coins from a leprechaun, Warwick Davis, while on vacation in Ireland. Okay, that's already a lie, because he was collecting his mother's ashes and scattering them. That's not really a vacation. Well, he could have been on vacation. I guess. It's not super relaxing, though, I don't imagine. Maybe he didn't like his mother. Maybe. We need more exposition. Sure. He traded the ashes for the gold. Also, I like how it's exactly 100 coins, because that is a plot point of the movie. It is. And it's just, it's very exact. They could have gone with 10. I feel like that would have been a nicer number. It would have made more sense. It would have been easier to keep track of. Yeah. Um, but that's less exciting, though. You can't really fill a pot of gold with 10 coins. That's true. Although it's never in a pot. It's just in a, like a canvas it's a bag. a little bag. Yeah. Whatever. Um, the leprechaun follows him home. Um, this is not mentioned, but his home is in North Dakota, even though the trailer says South Dakota. And nobody has a North Dakota accent, don't you know? Oh, absolutely not. Um, but Dan locks the murderous... Okay, this is this is an offensive word. Leprechaun in a crate. <laughs> um, held at bay by a four-leaf clover. Ten years later, J.D. Redding, John Sanderford, and his daughter, Tori, Jennifer Aniston, rent O'Grady's property for the summer. When their new neighbors accidentally release the leprechaun, he goes on a murderous rampage to reclaim his gold. Also, they're not... Well, I I assume they're neighbors because it's a small town, so they probably live close by. But they're not neighbors. They're painters that he hired to paint this house, which means he probably wasn't renting it either. This whole thing is wrong. It was a really weird setup for Yeah, I don't really know why... He wanted to live in this dusty, cobwebby, murder leprechaun house in North Dakota. And I totally relate to Jennifer Aniston's awful squealings about the same. Mm-hmm. 
even though you know she's a you know supposed to be a terrible la you know superficial socialite girl Mm -hmm. it's like she's not wrong for Mm -hmm. not wanting to live in this house with no furnishings yeah she's not lights she's not wrong for not wanting to live in what was essentially like riverside or bakersfield um because you know that that's definitely where they filmed probably yeah um, and pretending that it's North Dakota and eating Slogus or whatever that restaurant was. It was the Sogus Grill. Yeah, it looked gross. Oh, it looked disgusting. They like, it was like meatloaf, but it looked like pulled pork. It was, it was like pulled meatloaf, just drowned in a river of stock. Uh-huh. And it was, it was, it was like a soup on a plate, and it was truly dis- despicable food. Even more disgusting was the fact that she was uh, um, accusing them of having warm beer. And I was like, look, beer is not my first alcoholic beverage to go to. It will always be hard liquor. Um, <laughs> yep. uh, but, like, cold beer is fine. It does the job if you drink enough of them. Warm beer is the devil's drink. It, it just shouldn't exist. Beer should not be ever served warm. It should always be served ice cold. And so she's right to hate them for that. Yeah, no, we're we're really not supposed to be on her side in this movie, but she's truly the the messiah mm-hmm. of Leprechaun. She knows everything that's wrong with North Dakota. Yeah, she knew. Um, but anyway, we rate all of our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality out of five. So what's your scariness score for Leprechaun? I'm giving it a two. Okay. Why? Um, Even though I disagreed with the leprechaun's the qu- political leanings <laughs> no with the quality of the movie um and the quality of the scares okay i do think sure. that there were certain parts that could have been scary had i been able to see like the leprechaun's face a little bit more in the beginning yeah he's he's they're trying to do that thing where you kind of hide the seams and the makeup effects by lowering the lighting and trying to make it spookier mm-hmm. at least in the first couple scenes mm-hmm. and really they just kind of turn off the lights and you just don't see anything yeah it's the first half of the movie and pretty much anytime the leprechaun's about to kill someone it's like almost in complete darkness um until he like emerges and we see him and then he's bathed in light uh but all those dark scenes to me like they could have been scarier if you could have seen them if they had been done by like more competent i don't want to say that because i don't want to like comment on the directing or the writing or whatever i mean it's kind of what we're here to do whatever i don't like doing that <laughs> or like, i revolt like, or like specifically finding a person to blame because yeah. that, that that can be problematic yeah because i don't know who it is to who nor, nor should we blame someone. It's uh-huh. just this is how it is. Yeah, it's just the darkness of the movie really was a turnoff for me. Uh-huh. Yes. Especially because, look, I, I don't know that the Leprechaun's makeup is, you know, the best that it can uh-huh. be necessarily. But uh-huh. it was designed by Gabe Bartalos, uh-huh. who's a pretty famous makeup designer. Uh-huh. I think maybe if I had seen it in like, um, I don't know, what is it, 60 millimeter at a theater? <laughs> when it first came out, I would have been like blown away and kind of scared or at the very least a little freaked out or creeped out. Um, cause there are some like nightmare influences in this movie and there's, I feel like some child's play, uh, like vibes going on just of him, like, you know, giggling and stamping his feet and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that stuff did scare me at one point, uh, like in my life, Yeah. but haven't seen it right now in our living room on our tiny uh, TV screen. I don't know if it was the television's coloring or if it was the film's coloring. Um, but it just wasn't freaky. It was more annoying than anything. Well, no, I mean, th- this movie is you know, it's Leprechaun. Even though it's the first one in the first movie in a franchise, it's usually the one that has the most love and care put into it. This is not a good movie. No. It's not well it made. It was okay. I mean... I think it was a proficient. I don't know if I'd even say that. Look, I, I enjoy Leprechaun to an extent, 
but I do think that the scare sequences in particular are very roughshod. They're very slow and dry and they completely like atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, it, it is things where it's like, oh, theoretically that's scary. Yeah. Like she looks at her rear view mirror and the, uh, the leprechaun kind of pops up from behind the mirror. And I'm like, oh, I could have been scared by that. Yeah. See, you see where um, a scare could have been. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not saying, cause you were saying like that nightmare on Elm street vibe has scared you in the past. And I'm saying, look, when I watch Elm Street now and I see Freddy's tongue coming out of that phone, I'm still scared by that, even though it's a yeah, silly effect. Yeah. When I see the leprechaun's hand bursting out of the phone in this one, I'm like, oh, you saw a Wes Craven movie. Congratulations. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just not, it's not powerful. Okay. Um, I'm giving this movie a one out of five. There's only one scene that affected me in any kind of way. Um, and it was in the the beginning when Daniel O'Grady um, brings the leprechaun over for the very first time. It's the prologue sequence. Um, the leprechaun pushes his wife down some stairs, and then we we do see her body like illuminated by moonlight, and the leprechaun's mimicking her voice because mm-hmm. the leprechaun has that like scream three power of mimicking other people's voices. Yeah, he's an impressionist. He moons like that's how he moonlights and gets his money. Oh yeah, earns his gold. But he's like making it seem like she's talking, even though clearly her corpse is just dead and lying there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Yeah. And not being able to see the leprechaun in that part is good. It was good. Like that is, that was the point of that shot or like a good director would have made it the point mm-hmm. as opposed to the point of all the other shots, which do the same thing, but just not well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the most important thing here, which is campiness. It's a four for me. Oh yeah. I, I'm landed on four as well. Is okay. is there a scene that stands out? Um, when the cop pulls him over. Yeah, oh, <laughs> when he has stolen like a Malibu Barbie dream car and mm. he's just like rocketing down the street. He's stolen like um, what are those like McDonald's looking cars? Like those ones that are like outside and you put a quarter in and they rock back and forth. Um, not like well, those are stationary. It's like um, it's like it looks like it's a McDonald's kind of car. It's like red and white and yellow. It has like arches over it. Little kids love it. McDonald's has cars. Never mind. It looks like it's a McDonald's brand car, but okay. it's not McDonald's. Whatever. Um, I'm sorry. He's stolen some kind of tricycle or like a little. What is he stolen? No, it's a toy car. Oh, okay. like for like you know like a, the. I'm imagining for like a, a Barbie or like a cabbage pet. They don't have cars. I don't mm-hmm. think they live in the forest or something, mm-hmm. but like one of those cars that's big enough to fit a child, but it's probably meant for a doll mm-hmm. or like you can scoot a child around in it. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever he's still in that car. And then he has a bunch of like stuffed animals in there too with him, Doesn't he? There was a raccoon in the car in the pawn shop that he stole it from, uh-huh. and I wish he had made friends with the raccoon, but uh, we have not heard, we have not heard hide nor hair of it since. I thought he had passengers in the back seat. Did he? I think he had something back there. I don't remember that. Anyways, the cop pulls him over. He's like, aren't you a little young to be out or something? Oh, yeah. Which, I don't, I just deeply don't understand what's going on in this scene. Because mm-hmm. he's not speeding, and if there was a child, like having a mini car around would a cop have stopped it or i would have asked like where's your mommy and daddy mm-hmm. or, but he was like actually pulling over what he thought was a child yeah and just interrogating him as if he were like a a child but also an adult yeah he, he's being tried in his adult yeah um, which is fair because he's 600 years old mm-hmm. and then nothing about the because you can see the leprechaun clear as day at this point like it is night oh, yeah you they can have see given up on hiding the makeup all his features and he's just not taken aback by any of it he's just like oh okay this is just some ugly child yeah 
Um, so that to me was pretty campy. And I'm going to continue off of something that I noticed from that scene, which is the leprechaun likes to use as many forms of wheels as possible. Mm-hmm. Throughout the this movie, he rides in the car, he rollerblades, he rides on a tricycle, and a skateboard that just appears. The rollerblades and the skateboard, we do not see him acquire. They're just they just he's it's like on his utility belt or something. Uh-huh. And then towards the end, he has a moment where he's chasing her in a wheelchair. <laughs> I'm just like. I really applaud their ingenuity with finding new ways to get him on wheels to make him, I don't know, fast or in any way intimidating, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because his character can move pretty fast. Yeah, he's got his little, you know, jiggity legs. Uh He's like doing a jig. Yeah, like he can outrun some of the characters. So it's like, why do you put him in wheels half the time? And then they speed it up like an old Benny Hill short. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like the Fast and the Furious, but the Leprechaun version of it. Oh, I would totally watch that. We kind of did. Or did we? We did. We okay. definitely did. Um, I will also say, there is there are, the, the script is, you know, passable in certain regards. Mm-hmm. But there was one quip that Jennifer Aniston had that I was like, oh, this is complete garbage. Um, because she had, one of the painter guys is this, like, you know, cute boy who, let's talk about it. Is he cute to you? I can see where he'd be cute for Jennifer Aniston's character, but I wasn't feeling it. He was handsome. Yeah, but he's like sleeveless and his arms were like little toothpicks flopping around. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm, I'm not feeling it today. No, thank you, Twink, sir. He was okay. Okay. Um, glad we have that settled. But anyway, so he makes fun of her saying like, I don't know why all girls are scared of spiders in dust or whatever. And she gets all offended. And she's talking about how like this is the 90s and you can't treat women like this anymore. And we were like, you go, Jennifer Aniston. Get mm-hmm. on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Um but she said, oh, oh, uh, did I misplace my 1950s calendar? Which is, is nothing. It's not a joke. I don't even remember when she said that. Yeah, because it's 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 0% a line. It's uh-huh. so bad. It makes no sense. Uh-huh. I mean, you get what she's trying to accomplish with it. Yeah. But it's useless. And a, a lot of the leprechaun lines are like that, too. Because mm-hmm. they're definitely trying to go for their Freddy Krueger, quipping, punny, killer joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that situation. But he just cannot do it. Mm. Like, he just kind of says things, but they're almost, like, incidental. He might as well be commenting on the weather or something. Uh-huh. I mean, I think the writing for the characters in general is pretty pretty just campy. It's over the top. You have Jennifer Aniston's. All of her lines are essentially like, I'm from Beverly Hills, and this place sucks in comparison. I'm a bad character because of it. Again, though, hashtag I'm with her. <laughs> Yeah, she kind of makes sense by the end of the movie. Like, there is a leprechaun that does kill like quite a few people, so she was right to never leave those hills. Yeah. Um, and then you have a couple of other characters that we haven't really Ooh. talked about. Um, yeah, one we have to. who I hate so much because he's a child and he's very, um, I guess, smarter than yeah, Sergio hates precocious children in movies. Yeah, which is fair. <laughs> Yeah, because they think they know everything. And this little child does not. He, like, there's this, okay. So, they find the gold, right? Yeah, they Him, find it in some in some truck. Is that where O'Grady hid it? This makes no sense. Yeah, apparently that's where O'Grady did hide it. But he, this child and his older friend, who, do we have who, a name for these people? Uh, the child is named Alex, uh-huh. and the friend is named Ozzy. Uh-huh. And the friend is... Is very Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Is mm-hmm. Lenny the one I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But he, it's like Chris Farley playing Franklin from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a, it's the most irritating character you'll ever come across. Mm-hmm. And it's an upsetting portrayal of someone with clear 
like mental disability. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they find this gold, and then the child is like, "Hey, we can use this gold so they can give you like a surgery, and so they can fix your brain and make you smarter. Yeah. So that way, people won't make fun of you." And then we're just kind of like, "What?" <laughs> um, and even the character himself is like, "People make fun of me," and he's like, "The child's like, yeah, not to your face." Um, and then so, so he's a sociopath. Yes. And then, so later on, and he, we he's, just, a, he's a real young Sheldon, this one. Yeah. And then we're just, we're done with that scene. Like it cuts to the next scene after that. Yeah. Um, but later on, um, Jennifer Aniston realizes that they were going to use what they were going to use the money for. Cause Lenny was like, not Lenny, <laughs> um, Ozzy, Ozzy. Uh-huh. he was saying like, yo, we're going to use this money to, to fix my brain or whatever. Oh, and also, I mean, frankly, he needs it because when he's trying to bite a coin to see if it's real gold, he swallows it. And I'm like, I physically don't know how that's possible. He just really wanted to test that one end that was close to his, his finger. And like, ah, yeah, I guess. It. Anyways. Um, look, it's look. have you ever tried to swallow a vitamin? It is not easy to swallow something that big. Yeah, um, true. So anyways, Jennifer Aniston's like, she finds out what they're going to use the gold for. And she sits Alex down and is like, Alex, you know this is impossible, right? And Alex is like, yeah, I know. But he doesn't know that. And so he raised the specter of using the gold to fix him or whatever, only not to to know it was a lie from the beginning. Like, this child is just such an asshole. Yeah. And no, and also, look, uh, young Sheldon has a joke in the beginning that I think we're supposed to find the height of hilarity. Um, when Jennifer Aniston, I don't know, she comments, or no, 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 her her hot dad uh, wants to help out with the painting. Mm-hmm. And the kid's like, actually, our liability insurance prevents us from allowing other people to use the tools. And so it's a whole thing. We're supposed to be like, oh, what what a, he's a boss, but he's also a kid. What a real boss baby this young Sheldon is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see how many franchises I can reference in, this. in relation to this kid. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't the liability insurance also prevent children from maintaining like chemicals and machinery and all this stuff. You would think so, but North Dakota laws are very lax. Yeah. And none of them seem related. It's never like, Oh my little brother. It's just like this child just seems to be here. Yeah. Just laboring. We don't really get an explanation about any of the other side characters and why they're there. No. Like how they came to be. We get no backstory for them. No, but look, the idea of like, yes, they're in this movie because this guy hired painters. Fine. Mm-hmm. They're painters in town. Mm-hmm. But this child, this is child labor. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the child labor laws in North Dakota are like, but probably not cool with what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so that's upsetting. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else is going on? What um, else we hit for campiness? I have so much. Leprechaun does grab, um, is the guy's name Nathan or something? Sure. The hot dude. He, the leprechaun just straight up grabs his dick at one point. Oh, yeah. When he pops out of a cupboard, mm-hmm. which was hilarious. That was pretty funny. Um, there is some cartoonish stuff that's fun. Like when the leprechaun crashes through a fence and it leaves the silhouette of the leprechaun as a hole. Uh-huh. Yeah, that part's sticking out in my head. Um, um, what else was funny? Um, the fact that the leprechaun dies due to the child's slingshot. Oh, yeah. The child slingshots a four-leaf clover into his mouth. Mm-hmm. And he just dies, and he dies in like a green burst of... Goo. Goo. It was... We'll talk about that in a sec. Um, but th- before we move on, I want to mention one of my favorite horror movie diversions that I have suddenly come across in this movie. Sorry, that was a weird way to present that. But I love when really obvious scary things are happening and people are like, oh, it's just an old house or whatever. Or like in Lake Placid when someone got eaten by a crocodile and bitten in half underwater, they were mm-hmm. like, Oh, it seems like a bear attack. And it's mm-hmm. like, 
y'all know it wasn't a bear attack. <laughs> that also happened in this movie. They're like, oh, a bear came in and opened all of our cupboards. And it's like, no, it's a leprechaun. Um, but no, my favorite one is some something creepy happened or like something bit the dad's hand or something, and he vanishes from the movie, and it's uh-huh. very sad. Um, but he says, oh, it was probably an old possum. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why did it have to be old? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just the old house thing, but they wanted to switch it up, and I just love that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to well, use that from now on. Oh, my God. The dad is so dumb. He is well, as he dumb bought this as house in the first place. Yeah. So what he does is they hear a cat making a sound because um, Jennifer Aniston actually was being caressed by the leprechaun. Yeah, like on her shins. And mm-hmm. she thought it was the dude, so she was cool with it. Which, uh-huh. ladies, don't. Don't I don't know why crawl under cars to caress your shit. I don't probably. know why she thought he could have been him. She never saw him get under the car. And, and like, she had just left him uh-huh. behind her. Yeah. So I think maybe he was doing it from behind her. I guess that's possible. I but anyways, so. it was very improbable. And she was just like, oh, stop it. Oh, you or whatever. And then like she realizes that he's behind her and that something's touching her. And then eventually it's a scratch or whatever. So she thinks it's a cat because uh-huh. you hear cat. Um, a cat meowing from the trees. Uh-huh. And so then the dad's like, oh, it's an old cat or whatever. We have to go get it. So this cat. Oh, yeah. He just straight up reaches into a, a knot hole in a tree. Yeah. It, full it, fisting. Yup. It's like, like, it, it's like, it's like a scene in cruising. It's yes. Like just all it's the way in. All the way in. It's like, what would make you think that's a smart idea? Like, I would never do that. I would never do that for my own pets. Just let well enough alone. You yeah. Know? It's not your cat. Yeah. And this dark tree that you can assume has all kinds of animals in there and all kinds of insects and old possums yes with old rabies he was asking to be bit i felt nothing for him when he was (laughs) bit because i was like come on come on homie like you knew and really look he gets a bite on the hand and the hospital like keeps him overnight to be watched it's Mm -hmm. like he's fine could have been rabies do they keep you overnight for rabies or do they just stab you with that big long needle maybe they did um yeah, I think that's about it for that. Let's talk about effects a tiny little bit. Um, I'm giving, the, giving this a two out of five. I'll give it a three. I can live with that decision. Because mm-hmm. um, like, like the leprechaun makeup really is fine. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it again is very Freddy Krueger. It looks mm-hmm. like he's kind of burned, mm-hmm. um, but it's solid enough. Yeah, and they did try some kind of light effects. I think at one point he shoots like green out of his hands, right? Oh yeah, at like one random point and really not again. Uh-huh. And then once the uh like four-leaf clover makes its way down his throat, like you see him kind of like swallow a flash of green light. Oh yeah. No, well, look that that death is my favorite part of the movie mm-hmm. when he just starts it just he starts to melt basically and he gets really gooey and gross. And there's a part they like kick him down a well, but he mm-hmm. crawls back out, and you can kind of see his like skeletal jaw mm-hmm. poking out of the goo that is his face. Where he's like, "I want me gold." Mm-hmm. I can't believe this is as far as we've gotten without doing a terrible Irish accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it's it's a very very cool death sequence. But the rest is not great, which is why I kept it solo. Yeah, it was okay. Um... That's pretty much it. I feel like those two scenes were the only things where I was like, okay, an attempt was made, and they did it okay. Yeah, um, and, well, because there are death sequences here, but they're lax, and also not of characters that are really in the movie. Yeah, and they also make you kind of, like, suspend disbelief, I feel, like the death sequences. Like, you know, like, these characters are kind of dumb dying. In the way that, like, just he, I don't know, like, they're knocked down, and then he just starts stabbing them crazy, and then he kills them with a pogo stick. Yeah, he's just bouncing on the face with a pogo stick, which, uh-huh. look, if if there's one sequence I want to, like, 
preserve in the Library of Congress, it's probably that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's not very well rendered. Yeah, it's really like you barely see, like you don't ever see him fully jumping on the corpse. You just kind of see like the pogo stick jumping, and then like in, like the next thing you see is like his face with holes in it or whatever. Yeah. Um, which at no point do you see him actually jump on his face. I, I only ever saw him jump on his like torso. Yeah, so, well, yeah, yeah, you, you see the image from up, which mm-hmm. is him hopping, and then the image from down, which is, like, a stick poking a dude in the face. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so those kinds of things where it's, like, they use cutting to make an effect happen, but it's really poor. Yeah, it's, like, it's it's very obvious. Mm-hmm. Trickery. Yes. Um, but, yeah, let's move on to quality. Um, this is your first time seeing Leprechaun, right? Yep. So I'd be interested in hearing what your... Uh, your score ends up being i give it a two okay yeah me too <laughs> um i considered a three and maybe um you were definitely more invested in this movie than i was and i'm not sure why it was just it was okay it wasn't bad all right um and i think it was i think it was just average it was a run-of-the-mill horror film oh, and it yeah, was totally clearly like using the best parts of other movies uh which didn't necessarily make for a good movie here but it, like an attempt was made um i would i enjoyed it Overall, okay. Um, I don't know if I would ever rewatch it because I don't think it was particularly good, but it's funny enough. Yeah. No. Like heading into this marathon, I was pretty excited to watch the Leprechaun franchise. This one was a little more boring than I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the the sequels definitely get crazier and cheaper, which honestly tends to be where my tastes lie anyway. And I do remember having a soft spot for some of these later movies mm-hmm. of the six Warwick Davis ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that soft spot stays there because I don't remember particularly having any feelings toward the first one, mm-hmm. but I have some kind feeling towards later dumber ones. Mm-hmm. So... I'm hoping that stays true and I'm not just like really bored by this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, fingers crossed. But no, really, I just, it, it's very anemic in terms of like the filmmaking, in terms of the writing. Um, it's got a very low body count and what we get is not very interesting. We get like what, two deaths? No, we get oh, three. Yeah, Mrs. O'Grady, the shopkeeper. Oh, so that's four. Mr. O'Grady in the elevator later. Uh-huh. And the cop? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bunch of tertiary characters, mm-hmm. and all four, and the dad, so five, all five main characters survive this movie, which is unacceptable, especially mm-hmm. considering how irritating most of them are. Yeah, um, they do kind of incur some kind of damage, but it's, they're going to make it out okay. Yeah, they'll be just fine. Um, also, I mean, there's the immortal line, which we have not discussed, and forgive me, mom and dad, for I shall... Forgive my French. Um, it's the line "fuck you, Lucky Charms," mm-hmm. which. What's your take on this? How did what? How did you feel about it? Thought it was okay. I don't even think I noticed it. It's when he, you know, he shot the leprechaun with uh-huh. the clover. His like final action hero line. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's why they had the annoying kid in there anyway. Was for that line. I feel like they came up with that line. It was like, you know what? We need to have a kid say it, and we need to have him be with these older people. He's gonna be smart. See, and then I think that's the only reason why they had the kid there in the first place. Yeah, I don't know. I just... It seems like they built the movie around the line. They absolutely did, and that's a shame because it's not a good line. No. Because the thing is, it, it's a semi-iconic line, at least for people who care about, you know, leprechaun movies. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I feel like maybe audiences are too easily scandalized by the F word. Like, most iconic lines, it's like, Busta Rhymes in Halloween Resurrection going, trick or treat, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not really... 
anything Mm -hmm. like it's such an easy line to write you could put one of those in any movie ever Mm -hmm. it just people need to chill out it's just the f word Mm -hmm. like ask for more Mm -hmm. like we deserve better we deserve everything yes we do um anyway i'm gonna tell you what we're watching next week well i guess i already did Uh but we're gonna also make our guesses but first here's how you can get in contact with the show you can find us on twitter at scream 101 pod email us at scream 101 podcast at gmail.com our theme song is a beat for you by pseudo echo and you know what go ahead find us on apple podcasts uh give us a rating uh we could definitely use some five stars to boost up our average again (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so next week we're watching frankenstein for real this time and as for the next Leprechaun movie we'll be covering, that is Leprechaun 2. came out in 1994, same year that I did. Um, and just one year after this Leprechaun. So do you have any guesses as to what this movie could possibly be about? I'm excited for them to get same year. Oh, do he, we, does Warwick Davis do all the Leprechauns? There are currently eight movies, and he did six of them. Wow, good for him. Hey, look, dude needs money, and I'm glad he got it. Yeah, get paid, Professor Flitwick. Um, so... I'm excited for them to get zanier because all movies do get zanier. Yes. All <laughs> Sorry, franchises. All franchises do end up getting crazy. Like we saw the evolution of Freddy from like a nightmare yep. to like a joke. Yeah. And um, the leprechaun started off as a joke. So where he's going to end up is going to be yeah. crazy. I've seen one of the sequels and that one really? I think is leprechaun in the hood. Oh, you've seen that one? Yeah. With Iced Cube? Yeah. Um, and I remember because I was watching it at my neighbor's house. And because uh, he'd like, yo, like, let's watch this. Because I'd rented it. And I was planning on watching it on my own. But he uh-huh. like, was like, let's watch it. So we started watching it. And like the opening sequence is just filled with expletives. And his parents were like, you cannot watch this. Like, I would oh, not no. allow this in my children's or to my children to watch this. Like, uh-huh. what you can do it in your house is fine or whatever. I was like, okay, sure. Um. So, but you did watch it fully eventually. I did watch it fully, and I remember. I think at one point he smokes weed, doesn't he? Oh, he certainly does. Yeah, that's what I remember, and I'm I'm he, I'm waiting for that gift. Okay, so yeah, that's gonna be about four movies from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get there, and I'm sure you will love every second of it. Uh, but until next time, until Frankenstein, good luck on your journey and stay gold, everybody. Bye. Bye. Happy Game of Thrones Sunday. That's when we're recording. <laughs> This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.